This is the Only Human podcast from Community Radio 4ZZZ out of Brisbane, Australia. Here we are live on the Only Human show 102.1 FM. Here we got in the studio Jeremy, Nathan, Wendy. Here we got DJ Chosen on mic. How's it going, everyone? Good. We will be uh, accompanied by Steve as well and shortly. Steve, yeah, forgot about Steve. Yes, and welcome to the Only Human Show on Portable Z and Z Digital. Today we're discussing the impact of COVID nineteen, the coronavirus pandemic, on people who rely on welfare payments in Australia, including people with disabilities. So in this morning's news, the death toll from coronavirus disease in Australia has reached five. Victoria declared a state of emergency to deal with coronavirus, followed by a public health emergency declaration in the ACT. Some supermarkets have announced exclusive shopping hours for elderly people and people with disabilities. And to help us discuss the impact of COVID-19 on people who rely on Centrelink, uh, we have a guest in the studio who is up to date with relevant issues, Jeremy Poxon from the... Is that right, Poxon? Poxon, yeah, I can deal with that. From the Australian Unemployed Workers' Union. And along with the Australian Council of Social Services, the AUWU has campaigned for a raise the rate of Newstart allowance. To raise the rate... Uh, which is actually being renamed later this week as the Job Seeker Payment. And that campaign uh, to raise the rate has had an impact um, on political debates, including up in the lead-up to the last federal election. So the federal government renamed the Department of Human Services Services Australia, and this week it's renaming the new, new start as the Job Seeker Payment, but apparently still not raising the rate anytime soon. That doesn't seem to be on the on the on the agenda uh, for for this government. Virtually every other group and political party uh, now in the country are pretty much on board with you know an, an immediate uh, increase to the to the rate of new start. But sadly, the the federal government continue to hold out. So many people on social security payments were affected by the bushfires over the summer, and we might talk about that as well today. But to deal with the most recent developments first, last week the federal government announced a one-off payment of $750 to approximately 6.5 million Social Security and Veterans Income support recipients. There's a long list of people who qualify, and it was called an economic response to the coronavirus, and it was also called a stimulus. Hmm. So has the AWU had any feedback from people on social security payments about this $750 economic response? So, so as you might imagine, we got a lot of, a lot of feedback and messages and calls uh, from our members once the government announced uh, the $750 one-off payment uh, scheduled uh, for, the, for the end of the month. Uh, sadly, which wasn't coming as a surprise to us, but might come as a surprise uh, to this government, uh, you know, these people don't really have plans especially to, to run out and, and purchase big screen TVs or DVD players to, to stimulate the economy. A lot of the feedback we were getting uh, from, from our members, from Newstart recipients, you know, from people who have had to endure uh, so many years now uh, below the poverty line that you know, they were putting this money straight to bills, that they were putting this money um, into their next rental, uh, rental payment. Uh, you know, people were talking about how they were going to try and pay down some of their personal debt uh, using the $750. Uh, in, and, and the people who were 
uh, who were going to go out and spend it. You know, we're, we're going to spend it on on things like fixing their car, which had been broken for the last year. Mm. Uh, a lot of people were saying that they were going to um, try and get some dental work done, which they've been putting off for years and years. So while the you know while while stimulus. Uh, is an essential thing for government to do to to save the economy from falling off a cliff to look after these people uh, during during this corona crisis it became really clear um, that the 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 one-off 750 payment did actually reveal just how much people are suffering and how much support ongoing support uh, they need uh, not just to endure uh, this crisis but to climb out of poverty generally Mm. and the dental work that's because it's not on the medicare it's because it's not under it's not under medicare and and something we've heard you know for years and years now uh, from our from our members um, it is you know that they will put off uh, dental care you know these are you know we we recently surveyed uh, some of our some of our members you know over 80 percent of them are having to skip meals um, every day just to just to survive on the payments of course they've been deferring uh, dental care, which can rack up, you know, hundreds and hundreds, thousands of dollars. Uh, sometimes, um, of course, they're deferring, you know, psychiatric and psychological care um, as well, because that can, uh, that can, that can rack up uh, a lot of a lot of funds as well. Mm. And um, so I'm a little confused because the DSS website says that there are isolation-related temporary exemptions from mutual obligation, and that current income support recipients who cannot meet mutual obligation requirements due to isolation should call Services Australia and can be granted a major personal crisis exemption without having to provide evidence such as a medical certificate. But, um, you know, they say due to isolation. Does that mean someone who has tested positive for COVID-19 and gone into isolation or just someone who has gone into isolation as a precaution? It's a bit... It's a it's a very good question, and we can't give you that firm an answer. Sadly, we've been try- we've been pestering the department and contacting them uh, for the for the last week uh, to get some very clear information about uh, the processes and and what people are entitled to and how they can exempt themselves from from mutual obligations if they're feeling sick or feeling like they need to uh, they need to go into uh, self self isolation. Uh, you know, it's, sadly, the government. Um, hasn't made any of this information especially clear. We're sort of trying to trying to wring it, uh, wring it out of them like a like a damp cloth. Uh, to 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 our knowledge, now the process is if you are if you are feeling if you are feeling sick, um, you know if if you are feeling feeling sick and needing to self isolate, um, even if you don't have um, an official uh, COVID uh, diagnosis, you can call. Uh, the department or or Centrelink, and they have been mandated to relieve you uh, of your of your mutual obligations. So the government's asking. This is how ridiculous the system is right now, and it's so complicated at the best of times, and it's incredibly complicated for people, you know, during a crisis who need clear access and information and and as and as few barriers as possible. Uh, but we contacted Minister Rustin, uh, and her advice uh, was for people to individually call up. Uh, the department or Centrelink and get their what's called a major personal crisis exemption, uh, which basically suspends your mutual obligations for 14 days, so people won't have to go out and go to their um, you know job seeker appointments or won't have to attend a work for the doll activity um, and all that. So that lasts for 14 days, and then after that period, the advice from the minister was to get a uh, to get a doctor's certificate 
uh, from your GP. Um, you know, there are many problems <laughs> with, with this advice, as you might imagine. Uh, people might have to break isolation after that 14 days and, and leave and, and get that and get that certificate. We just worry that because this information has been made uh, so unclear, because there are these barriers, people just won't bother calling up uh, to get this exemption uh, to begin with and be under, be under risk um, of receiving penalties and demerit points for not meeting their mutual obligations. Like at the moment, you know, Scott Morrison um, got on TV and, and encouraged people to access sickness allowance or the new job seeker payment, um, which are being bundled into the bundled into the same thing. So presumably, we're going to see potentially thousands and thousands of of casual workers uh, access the social security system for the first time. Might be a lot of people who are completely new to the system. Like I know I've been in the system for a long time. I know it quite well. It even confuses the hell out of me mm. <laughs> on the best of days, let alone thousands of new people uh, joining, joining the system. Uh, there's a real concern here. And we've asked and asked the department to put a fact sheet to give one to us so we can send to our membership to put a fact sheet on their website so they can mm. give us all clear information. They say they're going to do this, but sadly, as it stands, they haven't done this. But to reiterate, uh, for people uh, who are feeling sick, who are feeling like they should self-isolate, please continue to do that uh, and, and give Centrelink a call to exempt yourself from, from any, any obligations that would require you to leave the house. Well, you say call, but w is it a particular number or is it the same number? It'll be the, it's, it's the same, the same, the same Centrelink, the same Centrelink number, which of course I can see you sighing uh, because we know the uh, wait times uh, involved in getting onto getting onto Centrelink, which is which is a separate issue, but one we should talk about because if more and more people are going onto the system, more and more people having mm. to individually make these calls, that's going to jam the system up. That's going to put even more pressure on the on the workers um, in the in the Centrelink call centers. That's why, again, we keep making this request of government that wouldn't it just be simpler, like you did in the bushfires, eventually, to just automatically suspend mutual obligation requirements for everybody. It just seems it just seems to me a much easier process. It'll um, it'll relieve the system. It'll stop people from having to jam phone lines for hours. It'll take relief off your own workers uh, and and your own processes. And most importantly, it'll protect individuals and um, hopefully help stop unnecessary transmission of, of this virus as well. Here we are live on Four Triple Z One Hundred Two Point One FM on the Only Human Show. Here in the studio, we got Jeremy and Nathan and Steve. Yes, and. Jeremy is from the AUWU, the Australian Unemployed Workers' Union. And over the weekend, you posted on Twitter that some people were reporting their next payment from Centrelink would be half what it normally would be. Uh, has the department given you any reassuring information about that? They have, uh, finally this morning, to tell us that uh, everything's back to normal and, and what they uh, considered an, an issue or an error uh, had been fixed but essentially what happened last night is we started getting reports uh, from people uh, that were saying their next scheduled in entitlement had been slashed uh, drastically or, or was showing uh, to be uh, much less uh, than it was than it was normally uh, so as you might understand this was the absolute worst time timing possible uh, for this kind of this kind of glitch or error 
uh, to be occurring. You know, we were getting you know dozens and dozens of messages um, late into the night. Last night, you know, people were telling me they're going to have a heart attack. They were they were stressed out of their brains. You know, <laughs> at this at this moment in time, uh, you know, people, you know, the most disadvantaged people in our community we're talking about as well need security and 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 assurance, uh, and 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 the system, you know, at least temporarily, uh, took some of that away. Uh, we're left with we don't we're still waiting for the so the department has has fixed the problem i've followed up with people and it's and it's showing the correct payments now we still haven't got a full explanation uh, for why this happened why there was this big system error uh, last night but i have been chasing up the department and i have got journalists uh, to ask the minister uh, for an official explanation um so i can i can only presume and i think this is this is correct but this is a system error that's basically arisen because they're making these, you know, sweeping changes to the to the welfare system, um, as you as you pointed out. So they're bundling or subsuming, you know, payments like New Start and Youth Allowance and Sickness Allowance and Bereavement Allowance and Widow Allowance, and there's a few others I can't even remember. Carers Allowance um, into, um, into into one payment, uh, into one new entitlement called the Job Seeker Allowance. So they, so they basically, which is coming coming in on the twentieth this week. So I think the error is, uh, you know, that they online discontinued uh, a bunch of a bunch of payments, um, but didn't tell people, didn't show people that the job seeker allowance was coming in to pick up that slack and um, and make sure their entitlements. Uh, whereas you know, whereas usual, like this would cause chaos and stress at at the best of times. But you know, we saw uh, last night. Um, you know that this was this was really making people making people panicked, uh, making people stressed. Thankfully, they resolved uh, the issue uh, pretty quickly. But again, this shows in 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 our mind uh, that making these changes, you know, even though they they'd scheduled these changes to occur, and we realized this um, before this crisis, no one foresaw this crisis happening. Um, but you know, they ha- they're well within you know their power to at least suspend. You know these changes to at least keep new start allowance and sickness allowance um, as is uh, to make sure uh, people aren't people aren't confused uh, about what payment payment they're on. Um, people can keep some familiarity in this like extremely extremely confusing confusing time. Uh, you know we've been you know we, we you know we were we were talking to the department uh, you know last week and and making this recommendation like can you just suspend until this crisis is over these changes you're making. You know, these changes are going to make individuals confused, you know, which will result in more calls to your department. Again, we're making these recommendations, not even in our own self-interest, but almost in their interest and their workers' interest uh, as well, because you don't want to try and make these changes to the system. And, and lo and behold, you know, last night, some of our worst fears, you know, were realized that if you do, um, if you do make these alterations uh, to, a, to a system in the middle of the crisis, you leave your system's vulnerable to tech errors, uh, to glitches, which is something we've, you know, we've already experienced, and, and we're worried as the week, as the week rolls on, as more and more people are accessing the system, trying to call in, trying to exempt themselves, trying to work out what the current uh, payment requirements are and what the new requirements will be on the on the twentieth. There's just so many sp- spinning plates. There's just so much confusion. Uh, and the and the government isn't, you know. I think we've seen this, you know, across across the board, not just in like the social security space, but um, generally from the Department of Health and and all across the board. Just such a lack of clear, helpful information from government top down 
uh, mm. during this during this crisis. So what we're seeing is, you know, in in the absence of of any of that kind of kind of leadership and assurance, it's sort of been up to up to groups like ours, up to a lot of like community health groups, uh, up to a lot of you know disability support organizations to really pick up the slack and try and you know give the best information possible and and try and um, you know with with very limited funding a lot of these groups uh, to try and reassure um, some very disadvantaged uh, scared people um, of of their rights and and what to actually do right now yes actually we've got a media release from the um, Queensland Disability Network which we might read out uh, later um, about saying basically what, what what you were suggesting that um tech fails didn't we have tech fails with the um the rollout of the cashless system and, and so people were um f- finding it that all of their money was gone from their ca- ca- welfare card w- from injury yeah this is you know this is you know a, a bigger and, and broader problem than than just what happened um you know last last night uh, when you make uh, entitlements, um, you know, so you know, so so dependent um, on these on these technological processes, which can work to cut you off, you know, income support automatically. Um, so this is it's a broader issue of what's happened to our social security system, where not even that long ago, you know, you know, going back, you know, less than less than three years ago, when they're still still doing this, there was still some human oversight. <laughs> available, um, you know, for you know, for these for these decisions and and for these for these processes, uh, you know, now um, so many uh, and and the cashless debit card you bring up is is a really good example of this. That completely how money is, you know, transmitted to you and 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 leaves leaves your account. You know that these processes are are entirely automated, uh, which you know you can see the government's thinking can be more. "Quote unquote efficient uh, in in ways, but when something goes wrong, there's no human intervention possible mm-hmm. uh, at at this point. So, uh, the cashless debit card, just something we could talk about the problems with uh, for 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 a long time. Um, but it's it's you know it's it's incredibly scary um, when when there are tech issues uh, and and problems with that because it already quarantines eighty percent um, of 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 your income, um, which is you know thrown up." You know, multiple multiple problems um, where where it's just suddenly stopped working for people uh, during during the bushfires, um, for example, when power went out in some communities with the cashless debit card, they couldn't use it um, at all, uh, obviously, and they don't have any cash access, so that you know they basically had to lump with not being able to spend anything um, during a very uh, vulnerable uh, vulnerable time. So, again, uh, we're hoping this is a bit of a wake up call. Um, to groups, advocates, and 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 hopefully, uh, government that we you know that these, uh, you know that these automated systems you know while there might be some um, might be some some benefits uh, to them they carry huge they carry huge risks um, and they can't you know and I think we've found they can't replace um, human you know human oversight um, but sadly what government continues to do is cut public service jobs to to cut services uh to automate to outsource and and these you know cracks which already were in the system are are just getting extra and extra exposed through the bushfire crisis um now through this uh covid crisis i've you know i've been working in this space for about three years now and i've never seen you know the system 
you know, so so chaotic, um, and and so and so problematic, and that basically has a lot to do with uh, how automated the system uh, has become and how punitive it has become uh, as well. Like a lot of these automated processes are designed to to cut you off, you know, in, entitlements or to remove you from from entitlements for not being able to jump through uh, specific specific hoops. Yeah, speaking of hoops, so the uh, so-called um, mutual obligation system, I mean, you probably get a lot of feedback from your m- members and, and supporters uh, of the kind of places that they have to, that they're required to attend uh, activities at. Is there any apprehension about the kind of activities that they might go to where, where they, they're thinking about COVID-19 risks? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for those uh, not, not familiar uh, with the system, basically to quote-unquote justify your receipt of entitlements, uh, you're forced into uh, mutual obligation activities and, and requirements. Uh, so for example, I personally have to rack up 50 hours a fortnight of these activities, which is a, a mix of attending job agency appointments, uh, doing doing the work for the Dole program or the CDP if you're in rural areas, doing training, doing classes, doing voluntary work, you know, basically you know, doing as, as, as many of these things that, that can rack up uh, whatever hours you have to you have to put in for your uh, lowly, lowly income support. Uh, so we're getting heaps of messages that you might, as you might imagine from from people really worried uh, that they have to attend uh, physical activities. Uh, during this during this outbreak, you know, people are being on on the one hand, people are being told to, you know, limit you know limit their public transportation use uh, to um, to only to only go outside uh, as as necessary. Uh, so on the, on one hand, they're being they're being told to do that, but on the other hand, you know, they have this big sort of threat or cloud over them where you know they would they would like to stay um, indoors and they would they would like to not participate in these activities. Uh, but they're scared that we cut off in- income support if they do that. Sadly, you know, as so this morning, the you know, as as I think you mentioned, Victoria announced a state of emergency, and like libraries and like public facilities are being closed down. This is a huge problem for homeless people generally. I don't know what what they're going to do and what how they're going to access these services that they, that they need to. But that strikes a huge problem for for our members because a lot of the poorest on income support don't have computers and internet at home just to complete their mutual obligations you know a lot of them do have to go into the library right to to, mm. to go and seek and look for jobs and you know and and, and jump through the the digital hoops and, and click the buttons you have to click um to 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 remain on 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 entitlements um you know we're, we're extremely worried that that these people you know won't won't be able to do that we know they won't be able to do that um you know i've gotten reports from um, people at, at work for the doll sites, uh, whether that's whether that's been op shops, uh, whether that's been sort of outdoor uh, labouring sites. You know, these these are you know, essentially free labour sites. People aren't even paid <laughs> to 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 work there for twenty five hours a week. Um, you know, it's it's completely needless labour uh, to begin with, and now it's you know dangerously needless um, to force uh, these these people to uh, to do that um, at this time. So again, uh, on Friday, uh, we wrote to the department um, asking them to just immediately suspend uh, all these all these obligations. We'll continue to call for that uh, this week. Um, but again uh, and again, their feedback and responses to us over the last couple of days was, well, if people feel that they're 
you know, that their site has, has, has a risk or they feel unsafe or they're getting sick themselves to again go through that process of individually <laughs> exempting themselves. Um, so it's incredibly frustrating. Um, but we're hoping eventually they, the government will do what they ended up doing during the bushfire crisis after we basically annoyed them for, for weeks and weeks about it to just automatically suspend um, mm. all, all mutual obligations. It's just not worth this is not worth the community risk. That's right. We were speaking with Jeremy Poxon from the AUWU. So thank you to those guys. You are listening to the Only Human podcast. Only Human is a weekly program on social justice, disability rights, psychology, social research and mental wellness. You can listen in Brisbane on 4ZZZ 102.1 FM and set digital on DAB Plus radios. Love community media? You can support 4ZZZ by subscribing or making a donation at 4ZZZFM.org.au.